Welcome to Fabulous Fuckery. I'm your host, Baroness Bree. Fabulous Fuckery is your sophisticated destination for discussion on wellness, dating, family, and blurred life. Come with me while we discuss emerging fabulously in spite of life's fuckery. It's your girl, Baroness Bree. I'm here today with Miss Daphna Steinberg. Hello. Thank you so much for joining us Thank today. Thank you for having me. Daphna is a celebrated artist. Um, she works in multiple mediums. She works with photography, video, collages, paint. No paint. No paint? No paint. No paint. Uh, it's messy. Okay. Well, <laughs> not paint. However, she is just all about body positivity, all about feminist, just awesomeness. You, you just pick up everything that I love about art. Oh, thank you. And your messaging is love yourself. Your message is consistent, and I just love how you- I try, <laughs> I try. It's hard sometimes, but I try. Um, you can find Daphna on daphnasteinberg.com. Yep. And um, when I tell you, you can see some of her art installations. I mean, you have an installation going on all the time. And I try to keep, I try to show a lot just because it, it um, and I try to also show a lot outside of living in D.C. And then I try to show outside of D.C. Mm -hmm. because it just, you know, it's a different audience. So, yeah, I try to keep work rolling and you are a classically trained artist because you went to school for art I you did I actually um, it's funny I'm, I'm currently considering whether or not I want to go back to school because I didn't get an MFA mm -hmm. and apparently as an artist that's the end all be all you need an MFA <laughs> but um, I have an MA in photography and sociology and so my background is actually both art and sociology so that's why a lot of my work is about um, different social issues and um. Yeah, social issues. <laughs> it's like, and I was like, also, I was going to add something else. You there. also did some training in London. I did. I did. I went to grad school in London, uh, which was a very interesting experience. Um, they have a very different way of thinking about things, and it's just interesting to talk about certain issues. Like when we talk about, you know, ideas around feminism, race, politics, um, social class issues their experience is so much different mm -hmm. to ours and they have a different way of talking about it. So yeah, so it's interesting to, it was interesting to learn there. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah. in all your travels, in all your art, in all your experiences, like how do you decide what you're going to pour into your art? Um, so most of my art is very self-referential uh, in, in even going extending to the titles. Mm -hmm. I think the photo series that I'm working on right now is the first time that it has like, it's kind of part of the title, but it's the first time I'm not using the word I or me in my in my title. A lot of my work um, stems from my life experiences. So the past two big bodies of work I made were about dating mm -hmm. and um, how much I hate it. And, um, <laughs> but also, actually the last body of work was about stemmed actually from a traumatic experience that I had and, and while dating. Mm. And, you know, it was really a catharsis for me to kind of get all of that anger that I had out. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of ended up being a political statement because it was about women, it was about the experiences of women and in... Can you I, let the listeners know the name of that piece? Oh, which, the and, uh, and all I got was this lousy t-shirt? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So that actually came from the because I after the you know I ended things with this guy I all I had was a T-shirt mm -hmm. and it actually said War on Women on it because that's a band that's a great band punk band from Baltimore that I 
the last date we had was we went to go see a punk show and we saw a war on women and I was like gung ho about it and it ended really badly. <laughs> it was, I just it was a love terrible. how you take your life experiences and you pour it into your work. Thank you. And someday, so if you follow Daphna's Instagram, can you give your Instagram account? <laughs> yes, my da- Instagram is Daphna Steinberg Art. Just at Daphna Steinberg Art. And so if you follow her, you'll see where she is in her journey for the week. <laughs> and you just have such well curated pieces. Thank you. But um, you know, one day it may be Daphne eating a, a muffin and <laughs> she's in her car. Oh, and it's, it's like oh, a, that's a cupcake. It does it's a cupcake. A cupcake. Yes, and um, you know, it's like, oh, okay. And then you know, then you scarf that cupcake down. But, <laughs> and then you're like, okay, because you don't think of you make so many things or interactive art pieces. Mm-hmm. And I don't think of what I'm doing as art, but it's like, you know what, bitch, the selfie is art. And you know, so, <laughs> yes. so yes. or when I, you know, you get dressed and I didn't like what I have on today, you know, this could also be another piece of art, <laughs> you know, a B-side. Yeah, and, but and I never I, well, th- sometimes I think, um, I think social media is so fascinating in that respect because um, it is performance. It's always like life is performance mm-hmm. in a way. And, um, and we are always, performing something mm-hmm. and yeah and so you know I have things where it's like I photograph myself in the mirror in my building every day mm-hmm. um, I don't do it as much anymore but I was doing it for a long I mean about four years mm-hmm. and so now I have amassed and um, if you ever want to see all of them if you do <laughs> if you look up hashtag Jewish thighs mm-hmm. it's our inside joke I'm very much aware of the Jewish thighs. So this Jewish is the size, thing. If it's all pictures it's of all me. Pictures. It's just pictures of me. And did that start on Instagram or on, on Twitter? On Instagram. Okay, it's so it did start on Instagram. Okay. I think I've used it on Twitter, but it's okay. it started on Instagram. And um, it was a joke between me and a friend. And I was like, I'm going to make this a thing. And it's now. It's this thing. And so now every, and now every once in a while, friends of mine will post something and they'll hashtag it. Um, so it's occasionally other people. But yeah, no, it's I love when legit. it's like an occasional like brown Jewish thigh. <laughs> Or, like, like whose line is that? That's not Daphne's line. I know, and I'm just like, and, and I'm, but it makes me. I'm like, I'm like, yes. yes so, yes. no, I just love the fact that you're like so body positive. Thank you. Where did you find the comfort in saying this is what it looks like? You guys are gonna get these pictures. It's taken a really long time, and there's a lot of. Um, I went through a lot of really horrible things. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I've had, you know, I tell this story a lot and people are always really horrified by it. And I, it always makes me think about how I'm, I'm kind of nonchalant about it. But I remember I was in a restaurant eating and a guy came up behind me and put his hand on my shoulder and said, hey fatty, leave some for the rest of us. <gasps> what a And bastard. it was like, yeah, I mean it was, and it was just like my initial reaction was I really wanted to take my fork and stab his hands. Of course. Um, but I didn't, I just kind of froze up. And, and I remember thinking about how the violation wasn't just the words; it was the fact that he also touched, touched me. You. Yep. And it was it was just this kind of you know, um, weirdly like, like almost like he was hitting on me, but it wasn't. It was just gross all over, and it was it was just when it, it was it was and but that experience is not. I mean, I always say, uh, you know, if I had a nickel for every time I got called a fat bitch. Um, I would probably have enough to pay for the t-shirt that I now own that says fat bitch on it. Like it's just, it's, it's, you know, and I do wear, I haven't worn it out in public for that reason, but I have other things that I wear that say things like, my favorite is plus size, I have a necklace that says plus size Barbie. Nice. And I love it. And, and people really respond to it. And it's, and it's always funny because they don't know, people don't know what to do when you, you are 
a fat person and you're comfortable. And that's such a fucked up thing. Yeah, it is a fucked up thing. I think we've been so brainwashed by media mm-hmm. and society that everyone has to be a certain size. Right. And it's like no one is that fucking size. No one's that small. We like I like food, you like food. I've had babies. Fuck that. Yeah. Let's be happy in the skin we're in. And I'm really excited that the brands are starting to do a better job of yeah, you know, I worry promoting. though about co-opting. I mean, mm. I worry about you know, like you know, that was kind of the whole thing with the whole Dove. Um, yeah, love. I mean, and and I feel like that's a. I think it's good, but then it's also like you still have so much more work to. We have a lot of work. Yeah, to do. and it's and and also, um, you know, it's it's that that thing of I say so I'll say I'll use the word fat, and people are like oh don't use that word, and I'm like why? That's a an adjective. Mm. I'm a fat person. You know, they're thin people. Mm-hmm. It's it's not, and and I don't think of it. I've I've taught myself to not think of it as a negative word. Well, good. Well, so and actually, the way you say that, like, mm-hmm. I have so many friends, and we're all going through different struggles, different mm-hmm. journeys. And, you know, you got the big one, the skinny one, the sure, one, the this sure. one, the dark one, the this one, the this one. And you know, I always hate when someone says. Oh, hey, your friend was really pretty. And I'm like, oh, which friend? It's a picture of eight people, the fat one. No, we don't do that. <laughs> which one were you referring to? The pink dress, the blue dress? Yeah, there are other ways to describe it. You know, and yeah. I just, I feel as though society is so negative. They use and, fat as a negative term. Mm-hmm. And that, and I, and what I always think is interesting is when it, whenever, sorry, when it, going back to like saying, you know, being called a fat bitch, it's like, that is always, it's always, I've found um, my experience with that is, 95% from men mm. and it's 95% it's 100% 95% from men but 100% when I've said no yep and the response is you know they think that that's the thing that's gonna break me yes and every time I've said no oh you ugly bitch yeah exactly, yeah, exactly. you and busted ass and I'm like wait a minute you just try to get my number exactly and, and now and, I'm a bitch yeah, and, and then you know like you said whatever the term is in front of it and guys have got to stop doing that shit stop that was it the toxic masculinity stop putting your evil <laughs> into the air stop because you didn't get say, what you want just say just say okay just yeah exactly <laughs> just be like thank you I appreciate your response and uh, you have a nice day yeah, sorry you're not interested yeah you, just or not even just like okay but like if they don't get the job do they go back to the manager and say you know that's what I'm saying that's what I'm saying and that's you know that's that's yeah that's a lot it's always just like you bald bitch you some didn't people, give it a job some people do some people do that's frightening, especially if it's a woman telling them no. I always find it. I was. I always find it so fascinating, and it's been really interesting doing work around my body and and um, and so the what I always say about this this work. So the, the work is it's called La Belle Fleur Sauvage, mm. which is actually a song title um, from this band called Lord Huron. I've heard of them. Yeah, I love them. They're okay. like I'm obsessed with them. Um, but the song is really. Like the lyrics, I actually are kind of problematic, but I the song itself is really beautiful, and I just imagine like that's I want somebody to write a song like that for me, mm-hmm. and but I'm imagining, and if you look up, it's funny because if you look up La Belle Fleur Sauvage as a hashtag, it's legitimately like white women with long straight mm-hmm. hair in the mountains mm-hmm. and they have flowers and things, and it's just like I am never gonna look like that. I'm never gonna look like that, but that because it means for those who don't speak French, it means the um, the beautiful wildflower. Correct. And uh, and the idea of being a flower is you know 
wispy and dainty, but the song that's talking about like, you know, standing the test of time and outliving um, generations of, you know, men who try. The, the song basically personifies a flower as a woman. Understood. Um, and why can't I be that? And yeah. so, right, exactly. And so that's why I wanted to start taking photos of myself because I'm finally at a point where I'm comfortable in my body and it feels like home mm -hmm. and I live in it and it's and it's and it sustains me and it takes me where I need to go, it heals me. Mm -hmm. It, um, you know, as much as I've been hurt, it's also, you know, it's, it's what keeps me going mm -hmm. and all the scars and all the, you know, the ones you can see, the ones you can't see, those are all part of that. That is actually the perfect way to describe <laughs> your body because when you've been through things, like the way you just describe it, it's perfect. Like I don't even have thank to you. ask another question. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so next interview question. over. Nah, pretty done. much, we're done, bitches. <laughs> but no, the way that you described it, if we could have more women who have been through the level of self-care yeah. to say, oh, the shit that happened to me, this man who did this to me, these right. people who've done this to me, we've all been through body negative events. Yeah, and so to say, it's home. That's, and and that's then it. And nobody can take that away from you. Nope. And um, you know, and and trauma's a bitch. Like it trauma's, is. you know, in and trauma can be anything from words that people say to physical acts yep. to you know, like repetitive abuse. And 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 I think our body sustains so much mm -hmm. and is so so fragile and yet so so strong. Yep. Especially as women, I think, um, you know, we talk about. I always think it's funny when it's like the strength that women have, they always talk about childbirth. Yes. And it's like, you know, that is a thing that women can sustain. Um, but I always think it's funny. I'm like, we're strong in other ways. Yes. And I, and I don't, and I, and I, th I always find it problematic that that is the only thing we talk about in terms of women's strength. Well, we were talking, so a, a friend of mine were talking about this a couple of days ago because mm -hmm. she's never had children. Mm -hmm. However, she's endured great losses. Yeah. And so we were talking about your ability to heal from those losses. Right. And, you know, why do we always say, oh, it's childbirth, childbirth, childbirth. But when you've had, you know, so many people in your family pass away or dealing with yeah. disease, that takes a lot from you. Yeah, it takes, And a it woman's does. body and the things that we're able to do, not to say that men don't heal from this sure, as well sure, for sure, the fellas sure. listening. However, women just, we just kick ass. And we don't, we don't, we, we, and that's some of the time why we take so long to heal from our traumas because we are in go mode. Yeah. And it's time to take care of business. We go take care of business and we forget to take care of ourselves in the process. And that's, and that's always, yeah, and that's always something to keep, and, and for me, this project was about taking care of myself. And Good. it was about sort of, you know, I, I jokingly call it, because I, I photograph myself in, in, you know, in intimate spaces mm -hmm. or ideas around intimate spaces. So it's mostly um, my home or my parents' home, but then also it was a lot of also hotel rooms. Mm -hmm. And so I jokingly have started calling it me naked in hotel rooms <laughs> um, because it's just like, yeah, that's, that's. You know, you see it online, you're like, okay, get it, yeah. <laughs> I don't post, I don't, I don't really, I'm afraid Instagram's gonna take down a lot of them. I, I remember um, I, the International Center of Photography. I was I w studied there um, when I was in college, and their alumni accepted their alumni Instagram feed accepted two of my photos, oh. and they emailed me and they're like, 
you have they have this has nipples in it. Can we put a black bar across it? Oh. And I was like, yeah, sure, I guess. And it's like it still didn't make me any less. It was like this tiniest little black bar. So I'm like, it didn't make me any less naked. It didn't make me any less feeling very vulnerable. But it was just really funny that that was what was the difference between. Instagram taking it down or not. Hmm. So did you put the black bar on your arm? No, 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 they did it. They, they did, did it, it. okay. Yeah, yeah. So but then I had another piece that was um, shown by a gallery that I submitted work to them and mm -hmm. didn't get accepted for a show and they they put one of my pieces up and it was a piece where I'm you know naked in a bathroom in a hotel in New Orleans brushing my teeth. Mm -hmm. And um, it was, they didn't put an, bar across the nipple and I didn't know they were gonna put it up and then suddenly I just get started seeing all of these comments on a post about that I was tagged in and I was like, oh, they chose that one, okay, that's a good one. Great. And then it's like, you know, I'm like, all right, share it with my friends. This just happened, I'm excited. Well, we'll have to go look for the, the, the nipple pictures and go <laughs> do a search. Some you can find them, you just email me. Can, you know, it's fine, I don't care. He's like, really, is, is that creepy? He's like, I'm gonna go search for Daphne. <laughs> she just told us. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I it's like, you know, they're out there. But no, it's just the fact that you are comfortable being naked and you're comfortable saying this I think is, everybody should be comfortable being naked. We're not, because we've been body shamed our I whole know. Lives. Well, I always, this is the thing I've been telling people when they're like, how do you do it? And I'm just like, you know what? Go home, get naked, take a picture of yourself naked, and then just look at it. And when you look at it, Stop looking for the flaws. Mm -hmm. Look and like look at it until you can't see anything but yourself. Hmm. And that's something that um, I I got from Lindy West's book Shrill, okay. which is now the TV show. Because mm -hmm. um, she talked about that and how she got comfortable with her body. And it was hers was like looking at pictures of fat women in bikinis at the beach on Instagram, and she did it until she stopped seeing fat and she just started seeing them and their personalities and coming through. That's so important. It's really important. I'm in love with everything you're saying. <laughs> um, it's like, but it's true and, and I tell people that and I tell that to men, women, um, I don't tell it to children, but you know, <laughs> children don't care. I mean, my favorite thing, my favorite thing was my, one of my best friends, um, her son, who I adore, he's he's the sweetest kid ever, and I adore. And he came to the opening of the show that I had with this body work, and I was carrying him, and I was we were looking, and he looked at the photos on the wall, and he said, "That's your butt," and I was like, "That is my butt," and he was so excited <laughs> that we both had butts, oh. and it was just like. This is what I need. Let's teach somebody, teach it to the kids young. <laughs> it's just like, so they yeah, don't have to go through therapy. I know, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I'm just, you know, it's don't, nice. It's, it's gonna nice. save so much money. I know, you know and I just, know. And it also saves, you know, if you teach kids that their bodies are their own, um, it saves a lot of struggle on, you know, teaching them consent, teaching mm -hmm. them. So just like, you know, um, and that's hard. It's hard. And it's, we're, it's ingrained. And it's horrible because the term, the definition of consent is consistently being redefined. Revised. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, no, no motherfuckers. You don't get to tell me that <laughs> what, what it means. And if we, if I say okay and then I change my mind, you have a right to change your mind. And yeah. now they're saying, well, once a man's aroused, you shouldn't say, oh, no. make it stop. No. And it's like, no, no, no. If a woman has changed her mind and you Changing your mind is, I mean, I change my mind every five seconds exactly. about the, my, most minute things. Just let, we have to teach, we have to do a better job of teaching our boys how to become men. 
And right now, you're sitting here and you're listening to these entitled people tell me what I said. <laughs> if you know, and we're going to get back to people going to have to cross the border. We're going to have to like sh- get people here to help mm-hmm. them get safe abortions. That's ridiculous. And yeah. we have all these men who don't understand how many abortions their daughters probably. I have. mean, they don't. They don't. Well, no, they do understand if they because they probably would make sure their daughters had an abortion. Exactly. But it's also like they don't really know how the female body works. Nope. And so it's kind of like, you know, the the whole thing about, you know, when you're talking about six weeks, being pregnant at six weeks, and it's just like, you know, how many women know that they're getting their period or they know that they're, if you know, having, a, having a, a miscarriage. Right. I mean, the first baby I had, I didn't realize I was pregnant. So it was like, holy yeah. shit, what do you mean I'm two months pregnant? Holy shit. You know, it's, and I mean, I'm wondering how personal I should get. I've had, I've had two abortions I'm and sure. um, it's, you know, and I don't regret either one. Um, that doesn't mean that I don't feel things about them. Yep. And I wrote on Facebook a number of years ago, I wrote about how, um, you know, there's a certain time of the year that I always get a little sad. Mm-hmm. And it's, and I, re- I realized a couple years ago that it was, around the time when I would have had a child. Mm-hmm. And there's some there's a sadness to yes, that. Um, and we just, I mean, literally before we started recording, we talked about this, but I, I, I don't want kids. I know that mm-hmm. that's a decision that I've come to and that, you know, I know things about myself and, and raising children. And there are things that I know that I don't necessarily want. And yeah, it may change, um, you know, if I meet some debonair it- guys but your decisions help, but are your decision. And right, and that's taking, my... They're trying to take away our right to make decisions. Yeah, and I think that's, you know, and I and I think about how the process I went through of figuring out... I mean, one time I was on birth control, mm. you know, and I still got pregnant. Um, every time I've had actually, birth control. <laughs> well, and what, what I think is I actually lost weight. I lost... I changed my body just to get on birth control. Mm. And the I said to the doctor, you know, I really want... The, the normal and he's like well I don't like your blood pressure and I don't like this and you know and the thing is my blood pressure was fine at the time and I was mm-hmm. like can you just put me on the regular I'm working out I'm eating right and he um, he didn't and I got pregnant and you know that for me was also a, tr- a turning point in my thinking about my body because I felt so cheated by the medical industry, mm-hmm. which constantly tells us, you know, oh, you have to lose weight, you have to lose weight, uh, diet and exercise, diet and exercise, and that's something that, um, oh, I get so mad thinking about it, but it's something that I, you know, there are, just like there are thin people who are sick, mm-hmm. there are fat people who are healthy. Correct. There are thin people who have diabetes, <laughs> there are fat people who have diabetes. Yes. Being fat does not mean you're gonna get Yes. these diseases it doesn't mean you're and and so you know I think it's something um, that I wish the medical industry would change too we have to change our mindset and what we see when you see a person first of all everyone is obese I've been told I'm obese oh you know you're oh I mean if you and have, I'm like what and they're like because of your height your weight and your bone right, structure okay, you're this okay so which is bullshit and so I'm bullshit. looking at the list and I'm like so they're telling me oh you need to lose 15 more pounds I'm like, well, I look like a bobblehead doll if I lose 15 exactly. more pounds. So this they, is what this is what we look like, and you know, everyone's body structure is different. Yeah. Everyone's. I mean, com- if you find like a really like a bodybuilder, mm-hmm. I mean, which we think of a bodybuilder as like the pinnacle of health, right? right? I mean, sort of, but you know, despite the drugs, despite the drugs, <laughs> bodybuilders are obese. Yep. Because their weight and their height, depending on their height, you know, it doesn't match. Right. 
And um, so what the BMI chart doesn't take into account is doesn't take into account muscle, doesn't take into account bone density, nope. it doesn't take into account, you know, just natural genetics. Yep. Of um, you know, I always joke that I come from a long line of uh, very short, very like robust women, and um, BMI doesn't take that into account. They don't take they don't think about any of this stuff. And my, I mean, my grandmother was. 411. She yeah. was like 195 pounds. You know, it was like tiny big woman and you know, but she would kick your ass. I love the idea tiny big so, woman. <laughs> yeah, you know, she would she would fuck yeah, you up. Exactly. So, you know, we have to respect people and where their bodies are and where we lie and we just have to do a better job all that. And also, if you want people to lose weight, shaming them into doing it is not, not going to make them. It's going to make them gain weight. It's going to make it's going to make it's them stressful. Yeah. We have to teach people like eating is a mindset. You you eat to get full. You eat to you know. I mean, I eat, I eat to. It's like, I like snacks. Quick, I love snacks. So, but you know, but there's a video of a little girl who's like, she's she's so funny. She's like snacks, and I am like, that is me every day. That is me every day. Anytime I go anywhere, there's a, a meme of this lady saying, um, she was saying, you know, they said, what are you going to do? She goes, I'm going to go home and eat lots of sweets and get all fat and sassy. <laughs> and that's you know, I post that at the beginning of every winter. All right, I'm about to get fat and sassy because I'm sitting here eat all the snacks yeah, and a, sweets. I mean, I was. I was, I was having this conversation, you know, um, I've been moving, you know, moving stuff and just like, it's like moving around and, and lifting things. And I'm just like, oh my God, I feel so tired and everything hurts. And I'm like, you know what? I want to go back to working. I used to box and yeah. yeah, it was awesome. And that was a thing where, you know, my body wasn't really judged, mm -hmm. you know, it was probably the fittest I ever was in my life, but I still, I wasn't, a th I wasn't thin. I wasn't a thin, I was thinner. You were happy. But I wasn't thin. Well, I was happy, but I mean, I'm happy now. But, so it's, so yeah. it's really, it's relative and it's like, you know, and, and I was happy when I was boxing um, because it was like anger management mm -hmm. and exercise rolled into one. Um, but I also wasn't happy because my life wasn't, I wasn't in a good place in my mm. life. And, you know, now I feel like I'm in a really good place and I feel like I'm, you know, more settled um, with my body and myself, but it's like, I wanna go work out. I just don't wanna go somewhere where somebody's gonna be like, are you trying to get beach body ready? And I'm like, my body is beach body ready. I'll just put on a bathing suit and go. We have just got us, it was just too much. Every day is like Instagram, Slim Tummy Tea. Yeah. Oh this, no, this, this, no, this, this, I don't even like, follow any of that. I have, well, it pops up in my sponsored ads and I don't know <sighs> what, Algorithm I have done to make people feel like I want I care about that shit, but I don't. You know, sometimes you they catch you at a weak moment, like yeah. you know when you're up at three in the morning and you're watching it, and it's like some tea carp commercial, and you're like, I don't want that, <laughs> but you really don't. You're just half yeah. sleep. I'm sleep deprived and I'm hungry, but we just uh, it's just too much. But yeah, I mean, I, wanna, well, I made a body of work about that about emotional eating and like the different moods that we make. I you like know. that piece because yeah. you. I mean, it was a several pieces, and she actually had like a table set mm -hmm. and, so and all the food was fake. Right. And then my I did a performance where I ate a Five Guys cheeseburger <laughs> in front of an audience of 25 people and it was awesome. Uh, it was terrifying. No, I want a cheeseburger. I haven't had There's red... a Five Guys around the corner from here. Do they do turkey burgers? I haven't had red meat in forever. Oh, I Can don't you know. go to Five Guys and ask for a turkey burger? They may throw me out on my ear. Maybe. No, no, I think they have other options. I don't know what they, I don't know. Do they I don't want to, I don't know. I don't want to eat turkey. any of this I don't know. beyond meat stuff. I don't want to eat nude food and, you know, solent green. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you're feeding me. You know, hey, yeah, at what point? We don't know that they're feeding us people or not. So, you know, it's like, I'm vegan, but you didn't say no human. <laughs> no, but you know, it's all these food options. <laughs> That's the, the, the most amazing thing. If vegans became cannibals, 
Like, oh, I'm sorry, vegans. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just saying that we don't know what Beyond Meat is. Sure, 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 sure. And what is it? Impossible. The impossible it's Impossible burgers. Burger, and yeah. you know they're talking about all the things that are in it. And I looked at it and I'm like, looks like some no. sort of meat product. To I don't me. know. I don't. I'm gonna stick know. with my bean burgers. If like, if I don't, I'll eat a tuna. Veggie burgers. I well, I don't know. I don't. I might be. We're gonna go on a field trip and find out. And but go to um, five guys. Yeah. So I also want to talk about your work sure. in the community because okay. you are teaching people how to make art. <laughs> And it's so amazing to me that this is something I've never thought about doing. Yeah, I, um, so are you referring to World Collage Day? Yes, yes. World Collage Day was on May 10th this year. Um, I'm, um, yeah, I think I've been doing a lot of, I've, I've taught some workshops at the National Women's Museum and I've taught, I, um, I'm, if anybody wants to go, I'm teaching uh, workshops at Michael's. Really? In Virginia. Yeah, you have to go to Virginia, though. So okay. that's a, you know. Are the links on your website? I will post the links to my website, but I also post the links to uh, my Instagram account. Oh, awesome. So, okay. Um, but the, uh, I think the link is up on my Instagram account right now. But um, the, yeah, the, um, the, the whole, I think collage is one of those art forms that everybody, because everybody, every time I tell people that I make collages, and they're like, oh, I did that in high school. <laughs> and it's like, you can still do it now, and um, I think there's it's a really great way because it's using found materials. Mm-hmm. So it's an easy way, and, and it's not it's cost efficient. You can use stuff that you have at home. Um, you know, you just need a pair of scissors and a glue stick, mm-hmm. and it's really easy. And it's and it's good for any age. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be a child. You don't have to be an adult. Um, you know, and I think it's a really great way to connect ideas through images and words so I do you know you can do like poetry with using I call ransom note poetry it's like you do found words ransom note poetry ransom note poetry I'm sitting here thinking about like I have an idea for a collage now so I'm sitting here thinking about because I've been doing some writing and I think one piece may I have some images that go along with it. I do a lot of Pinterest boarding, mm-hmm. and then my Pinterest board, which is in a sense a collage. A collage. So yeah. it's like I have vision board type yeah, things, yeah. and it's like hmm, maybe I should make this. A, and my, my my youngest son paints, and so we have all this stuff in the house. And I'm thinking I'm just gonna go take some spray on <laughs> some spray on spray paint, and like I'm just going. Don't do it in the house. Do it outside. Outside, no, no, no. Because I have a tarp. We have everything together. Oh, good, good, so good, good, good. Yeah. No, I'm just thinking. I'm like I'm gonna make some art, and I'm gonna post it and get a critique. <laughs> I always try to be very nice with my critiques. So, now, in addition to everything you have going on, mm-hmm. what are you doing to say, this is Daphna's happy place. This is what I'm doing to take care of myself. Oh, um, you know, I told, I said that, you know, I was, I'm, I'm moving back home currently to help my mom take care of my dad. My dad's been, you know, his health has been, has been great. Mm-hmm. And, um, Part of that is, I think, caring for myself because it's like I'm I'm spending time with my parents and and um, in a way that we haven't before, mm-hmm. and it's interesting to see kind of how my mom's gonna watch this and she's gonna be like, "You're talking too much." <laughs> she's like, she's like, "Stop talking, shut the fuck up." Um, she's <laughs> <laughs> she will say that to me. Um, so uh, no, but it's it's interesting because you know. My concern was, you know, am I going to go back to being a 16-year-old? And it's like, no, mm-hmm. I'm not. And and it's about, you know, thinking about yourself as a caretaker as as opposed to being the one being cared for. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's it's hard to sometimes find going through. And I, my art 
is a place where I find solace. It's, you know, I invest a lot in it. Collaging helps a lot. And, okay. you know, that's a, it's a ther- very therapeutic. It's just sometimes it's a matter of I just take a magazine and I just cut things out. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been, uh, oh man, I feel so bougie saying this, but um, I've been, um, what is it called? Bullet journaling? Yeah. And that's been really cathartic because okay. it's like I, I feel like I can see things getting done and I can, you know, write down things that I'm feeling about in in a moment. It doesn't have to be a whole journal entry. For those of you who are not familiar <laughs> with bullet journaling, um, my favorite website ever is Pinterest and they have a whole entire section if you just type in bullet journaling, they'll give you like 50,000 ways to do it. Now, people yeah. will overdo it. Yeah, there's there I mean, people I can't. who are fucking show offs. I feel like, like I saw a store uh, that I think was dedicated to bullet journaling. It yes. was like all fancy pens and stuff. Um, and it made me actually interested because it was so feminine. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, because women have to do all the tasks in the house. So that's why it's all, yeah. It, okay. it's, it's, but you know, it's just literally taking your ideas for the day and putting a bullet and organizing it. Some people make it section. Some people put in fancy washi tape. Yeah, you know, I, it's I just, don't. I it's, just, uh, it's like, I just, I started the bullet journal and I was like, I hate this shit and I threw the book away. <laughs> and so I was like, I'm just going to keep My taking. bullet journal has a naked woman on it. So it's fine. You know, it's just like. I treated myself to the papyrus, fancy, Ooh. suede, double wrap. Mm-hmm. I lost the cord already. That's okay. Um, but it was on sale. I did not pay the sixty-nine <laughs> ninety-nine. That bad boy. I waited. I wait until the end of the season when it gets an orange sticker it's, on it's it. A, yes. It's yes. like I'll scrape that orange sticker off That's when I get you home. Do. Four dollars. But um, you know, the bullet journal is very like it's very helpful. Yeah, and I think that's you know, and I think it's it's also I'm at a point in my life where. Um, there was a meme that I saw where it was just kind of like talking about age and and um, and I've realized recently that I'm so much happier in my 30s than I was in my 20s. And everybody's like, oh, I wish I was in my 20s again. I'm like, I really don't. And I'm really happy to be at the place that I'm at and bullet journaling, like feeling responsible and feeling like things are getting done. We're and adulting. Feeling like, it's fancy adulting it's with fancy cocktails. Adul- it's fancy adulting, yes. With fancy hat With all the <laughs> I do try to wear a fancy hat. I do try to wear a fancy hat. You know, I got some fancy hats that fit on my hair. I got a clip on. But I just found my fascinator, so I'm very excited to wear that at some garden party There's going to be a lot going on this summer. We'll find a reason. I know, I think so. I think there are, like, some rooftop parties. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, you know, taking that time and Mm -hmm. seeing what's important, like, it's really, I'm so impressed that you, in the midst of everything you have going on, are trying to find a way to take care of yourself, take care of others, yeah, you there's make yeah, us culturally. I think you know, and it's funny because I think social media is also great for that. You think sometimes, so? Sometimes I find you know I I I try to have a, a community of people that um are supportive and who I can support, who I want to support. Understood. And so I think you know, especially in the arts, um, it's a difficult you know space to be in, but finding those people and, and meeting new people and 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 seeing that we're all kind of on the same journey. I mean, vastly different ways, but we're all kind of, you know, trying to get to that point where we're healing and we're we are. at a safe, you know, I don't want to say safe space, but like in a, in a place where we feel comfortable. Well, what's also interesting is that DC is just such a creative, I mean, it's just so many different ideas. You yeah. Be, you go to a party, it's like, oh, I'm going to a DC creatives party. And then next thing I was like, what the hell is this? So, you know, it's just so many people, so many different things. And you're like, how does, how do I fit into this? 
how do I get to know these people? You know, writers and authors. Yeah. And everyone has a book coming out this summer. And I'm like, well, what the fuck? You know, everyone has a. And, and you, it's like my reading list is too long. It's I can't too do this. long. And it's like, oh, you're listening to that on Audible, not buying the book. No, I bought the Audible. I have 500 Audible credits that have to go. Yes. So it's like, no, no more money from me, Audible. But we have to, you know, we found a way to link up and support each other. Um, I had a guest on the other day where we were talking about when you're networking, mm-hmm. it tends to be artists network with artists and investors and network with investors. Oh, I always, I'm, I always say like that's the that's that's the worst. Thing. That's the way, worst way to do it. I think we have to diversify our group. Yeah, and I think like I met you through you know meeting other writers. Right, and, right. You know, it's like oh, okay, well she's cool, and we do. It's similar- funny because like our mutual friend, mm-hmm. um, we met years ago, and we bonded over so many different things, mm-hmm. and like you know that had nothing to do with creative nope. outlet, but then it became kind of like you know a. a um, supporting each other creatively and and um, yeah, I think I always say I always say like when I walk into a room full of artists and I say I'm an artist, everybody's like, oh, okay, yeah. But if I walk into a room full of like lawyers and say I'm an artist, they're like, oh, tell me more. What is that like? What is that? You know, what is you know? I wish I could be creative. And then you start the whole conversation about what is creativity and and you know and I and I actually um, find that I prefer spending time with. You know, I love spending time with artists, but I also really cherish time that I spend with non-artists because their worlds are so interesting to me. Yes, and they um, give you a logic. Yeah, and, and they, so they'll, yeah, they'll give you a, a new thought process new about it. And you're sort of like, oh, I guess I have been doing this the hard way. Yeah, or, or, or like they'll look at your work in a different way. Mm-hmm. And the critiques you get. Are different. And like when I, when I post a podcast mm-hmm. and you know, I have my right brain friends call me and mm-hmm. tell me one thing and then my left brain friends call me and I'm like, ah, yeah, I can see the difference. Cause some people are like, I think you're really hard on that person and da 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 da. And I'm like, this was, we laughed the whole interview. Or, or you know, they, I didn't like that guess. Like you were asking the tough questions. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's very interesting how people think and I like tapping into that energy. And, yeah, and, I, and I think it, you can't be afraid I mean, I think I think there's like levels of things where it's like everybody's, you know, the whole thing about being offensive, right? Like everybody's going to be offensive at some point, um, or everybody's going to be offended at some point. I should say not offensive, but both we're both, but we're both. But um, I think there's, you know, there's the intentionality of being like I. I mean, for me, it's like I may have said something on this podcast that somebody might find inappropriate or offensive, mm-hmm. and it's like I, that's not my intention. Um, I didn't go out of my way, mm-hmm. and I think that's also the things that you learn about yourself is when you're in these kind of circles and and you're saying you say something and somebody's like, "Oh, that's that's not really cool." And that starts a conversation. And you have to be open to that yep. as a person. You can't you can't be like, "Well, I didn't mean it." You you can't get really defensive and and I try to be very open with that. Like right now we're having this conversation. We were talking about sizing and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. I just, you know, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get an email like, "Hey girlfriend, you you did not have the ability. You should not have been able to say certain things because that's, you know." And that's just and I don't I can't be offended because I understand yeah, where they're coming and from. And it's like I can't tell you, I can't say anything. I and re- so we have to work on not being offended when people correct us and telling us that we have privilege. Yeah, I so. recently I recently uh, presented a paper um, about you know fat representation, and this exact same thing came up because I was talking about Tess Holiday, mm-hmm. and you know it was after it was in reference to her being on the co- cover of Cosmopolitan. Now, um, my mistake was that not you know I didn't acknowledge that Tess Holiday has said some really racist things, Ooh. and you know and there are probably better 
there might have been a better person to look for, but in the in the, the time frame that I had to write this paper, I didn't I didn't find that person, and it just and it seemed really appropriate, and so it's really hard, especially with like you know fat images images of fat women. Mm-hmm. It's really hard, and there is a huge you know, and then looking back, it's like there's a huge community of um, women of color, of black women who are, um, you know plus size, fat, however you want to say. And they it's amazing to me because those are women that I actually idolize a mm-hmm. lot because um, they are very open. Mm-hmm. But it's it's in, it's it's difficult as a as a white woman saying like, "Oh, you know, do I how do I approach this? What what can I say? What can I say?" and and you know, I'm just going to admire from afar and and um, you know, but yeah, I could have probably found a different, and somebody called me on it in, at this conference, and it was one of those moments where it's like, you know, you're right. I just had to sit there and be like, you're right. I, that was my mistake, we and I apologize for that. Um, I'm sorry, I have to look for your paper. But, I'll send it to you. No, but you know, you're right, and it's just so hard because you're just trying, we live in this place that's almost over politically correct now, and you don't have, not to say I'm, like, if someone is wrong, fucking tell yeah, me I'm wrong. Right. No, exactly. But we live in a place of cancel culture where yeah, the first where it's thing like if a you, person stops saying, yeah. You know, as soon as you say something, like, you didn't give that person a chance to apologize. You didn't give that person a chance to prove I just that, saw something on Twitter about this. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I'm not sure who's been canceled today. Don't cancel Brie. But, you know, it's almost. <laughs> Hashtag like, don't cancel Brie. You know, but there's so many things and you know you can say the wrong thing at the wrong time and your yeah. career is over yeah and it's like i'm already but there's and i think there's some there's some aspects of that that i do agree with you know especially when we're talking about like the me too movement and it's everything oh, of course. i was and it's you know and you're talking about and 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 i was talking about this with somebody because another referencing a body of work i was showing um a friend of mine a series i did with tinder and instagram uh Tinder messages, and <laughs> yeah. you told me about this piece. It's ridiculous. I can't wait. But um, it's in the you know, and we were talking about, it and, and he said something about Aziz Ansari, and I was like, you know, I really, I can't. They were like, oh, because everybody said, have you read his book? Right. And I was going to, and then I didn't because of that whole the Babe article that came out, and it's like, do I think the Babe article was right? I think it could have been done better, but I think it was speaking to something that we don't talk about, and. I know he's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Like he's not, you know, it's it, he'll come back in a couple years and everything will be fine and everybody will forget. And it's like, so do I think we should cancel him? No, but I as a, you know, as a personal choice, am choosing not to support someone that I feel like is, you know, being a faux feminist. Understood. Um do I think of him as this on the same level as Louis CK? No. Mm-mm. Okay. That's a totally different. You know, I think there's yeah. levels and I think everything has nuance and we are People are nuanced. It's been a lot. It's been a lot. It's been a, <laughs> it's lot. Been a lot. It's uh, been a, co- a couple of years. But I want to say thank you oh, yes. for joining thank and coming you. and visiting and telling us all about your and art. We can talk all day. And we can talk all you. night. You can yes. come back. We'll do it again. We'll do it again with cocktails. Yes. And yes. Um, you know, can you tell people where they can find you? So um, I am. You can find me at DaphneSteinberg.com. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at at Daphne Steinberg Art. And I think also it's the same on Facebook if you just do backslash Daphne Steinberg Art. Okay. Um, and all your links will be on the website. All my links are on the website. Um, um, and then on the podcast website yeah, as well. Yeah, and if you, and if you um, 
want to join my mailing list, you can send me a message or just, you know, say, hey, what's up? I'd like to join your mailing list and I can add you to my mailing list so I can keep you updated. Excellent. Well, everyone, thank you so much, Daphne, thank for coming you. by. Thank you. Everyone. <laughs> thank you for coming and thank you for listening. Um, if you want to share this podcast with a friend, please tell your listener friends all about us. You can find us anywhere you currently listen and we just got added to iHeartMedia. So thank you so much and have a great day.